2: Live from multiple locations via the miracle of Skype, it's the LTN Hour. Let's talk NASCAR with your host, Todd Bailing, co-host, Ed Kaluka, featuring dangerous Dan Marghetta and Brian Schmidt. LTN is a caller-driven program, and your participation is encouraged by calling 414-421-7901. That's 414 421 7901. Now, the creator and host of the fastest hour in radio, Todd Bailing. And welcome, everybody,
3: live from Dell's Raceway Park, where promoter Jerry Albee has been nice enough once again to let me borrow the Wi Fi and do the program since I'm up at my cabin this week. Yes, we're going to Kansas Speedway today. Tyler Reddick is on the pole, his first oval track pole at 180.608 miles per hour. How you doing, everybody? I'm joined by my three partners, starting with Ed Kaluka of West Bend, Wisconsin. Morning, Eddie. Good
4: morning. It's nice that he got a pole. I wonder if he'll race next year.
3: Yeah. If, where, Lots of things up in the air right now. And Dan Margetta of St. Francis, USA. Hey, man.
5: Hey, good morning. If Kansas is anything like Darlington last week, we're in for quite a show because everything got turned quite upside down at that first opening playoff race.
3: Boy, did it ever. And, of course, Brian Schmidt of Ootzburg, Wisconsin. It wasn't quite a race last week. morning. Yes, it was. Yeah, and, you know, we used to have so many
0: mile-and-a-halves that we'd kind of be like ho-hum Here we go, another mile and a half. But because they've revised the schedule, I'm kind of looking forward to Kansas because we don't race at Chicago anymore, and we raced at Kansas way back in May. So it's kind of a unique race now. It's it's kind of nice that they've done that with these mile and a halves.
3: Yeah, no kidding. Boy, last week, the Southern 500, uh, Sunday night uh, with a rain delay involved, just so that my my, uh, DVR stopped with six laps to go, and I'm willing to bet mine was not the only one that stopped with six laps to go because, you know, you put the automatic extension, blah, blah. Well, I didn't get to see the last six laps. But, you know, NASCAR, it's the playoffs. Da-da-da-da! Our 16 previous winners. Da-da-da-da! Who wins it? Somebody that's not in the playoffs. And I loved it! Eric Jones (laughs) wins
5: it, Darlington. I've never was, seen the 43 win at Darlington. I've never seen that. It hasn't happened it? since 1967.
3: Yeah, Can you imagine 55 years since Richard Petty uh, had anything to do with a winning car at uh, Darlington? By the way, it was the 200th win for uh, the number 43 car, which i that's pretty cool right in itself. Um, Eric Jones is a damn good race car driver, and uh, he doesn't bring money which is pretty awesome that he has himself a decent ride, good enough to win a race. And, uh, uh congratulations, man. That was, that was pretty cool. Now, as far as our ability to pick races on this program, I, I'm not going to be so ashamed of ourselves this week. The 22 car, which two of us took, um, w- was in it for most of the race. And the 19 car, who I had picked to win it, uh, was leading when the mystery – what what happened to him anyway, to Trux? Did he uh, – it was he and the 18 car both left with just a few laps to go. Yeah, engine problems. Both yeah. Now, I wonder, oh.
5: is that something, Brian, like we see on dirt, like a dirt track when you got like a hammer down track and it's kind of muddy, everything cakes in the grill and you all pop motors? Is that kind of what happened last week? Because Darling can choose up tires, right?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure exactly. And I haven't seen any. You know reports as to what exactly was the case, but it was it was specific to the Gibbs cars. They're the ones that had the problems. So I, I'm not sure exactly. Well, it actually wasn't because Kyle Larson's had a miss going on too, but he was able to keep going. Crazy. Kyle stuff.
4: Larson was the one that was kind of goofy.
3: A yeah.
4: computer glitch.
3: Yeah. But well, that's yeah. odd. Well, when anytime you got computers running everything, once in a while there's going to be a hiccup. Uh, race cars, it's okay. Spaceships, not so much. Uh, and those <laughs> <laughs> and those have been, for the most oh. part, pretty good. <laughs> uh, today's race uh, at Kansas Speedway. Uh, the green flag is at uh, two eighteen this afternoon. It'll be on USA Network, and I'm going to guess that it is uh, one o'clock start time here on the big nine twenty for coverage. Yep so it's just a- that's just that's what it does on my I am. Oh, it's nice. It there it is. So, 1 o'clock, 1 yeah. uh, p.m. coverage, so, okay. so that's outstanding. Hey, we all thought that
5: Chase Elliott was so safe to move on and be in the final. He had that big mulligan, uh, all those
3: mulligans behind him with all those points, and he burned it all up in our first week. Yeah. Boy, some crazy stuff went on. Uh, the, the craziest was probably Kevin Harvick when he gets out of his car and talks about the crappy parts uh, in the car. Now, we, we've been trying to figure out exactly – what crappy parts he's talking about. But uh, that's another whole issue completely, uh, which we'll get into later in the program. But uh, uh, can you imagine... Uh, a guy that has the audacity uh, to get out of the car at 46 years old and pull NASCAR's pants down. They have a driver advisory council that deals with NASCAR, and they all sit around, and they all talk about little issues and big issues and any issues, and they try to figure out solutions. And yet, when it doesn't get done, And the same problem keeps happening, like Ford's starting on fire during the race. Well, he gets out and he says, it's because of crappy parts and NASCAR's lack of doing anything and blah, blah. And immediately, things start getting done. And so much for the driver's advisory council. When all it takes is a 46 year old guy who is unafraid to get out and speak his mind into a camera. And then I guess he even had a press conference this week that things change in a hurry. And NASCAR is tripping over themselves right now trying to get this fixed.
5: Was that the track on Friday or
3: Saturday? And it
5: was, I mean, if you just a 12 minute clip of it on YouTube. And he, he unloads quite a bit. And somebody asked him, well, what what's the next step? How do we get the dialogue going to get this change? He goes, this is the dialogue. In other words, we've tried it, and this doesn't that doesn't work. So now we're going to you guys. And he emphasized yeah,
0: how how NASCAR just they don't seem to want to listen to what the teams have to say. And he says they're all worried about the teams always trying to manipulate stuff. He goes, but the teams also have safety in mind. And all the smart people that work on these cars work for the teams. So when you don't let the smart people solve the issues and you you try to do it yourself, this is what you get. And there's a lot of truth to that, a lot of truth to that, you know. Um, he said a lot of these these things that NASCAR implemented about fire retardant this and fire retardant that, they brought that all up six months ago, and they didn't want to hear about it, you know. And he says, and it's taking too long for them to get out, you know. They're way behind this, and people are going to get hurt. And he says, you know, you already have, you know, Kurt Busch on the sidelines hurt. He says, what's it going to be next? He says, you know, it's it's not fair to the drivers to be the sacrificial lambs in this and, and i agree and especially at his age he says he's closer to the end than he is at the beginning and it hurts even harder when you're that age and they just they just don't want to take the bull by their horns and fix the issues he says Damn. and now is the time to do it you can't do it in december when you already got your stuff ready for the next season you need to be doing it now so
3: that they can keep moving forward with it and they just don't want to listen and NASCAR, as much as they hate having their pants pulled down over stuff like this, the, he's completely right. Carvick is completely right. Even though they had their ha- their pants pulled down and they hate it, it's getting done fast. And, you know, really, how long did you want to wait before we're going to have, you know, more problems like this? I mean, here's a guy that got taken out of the playoffs for most for the most part. He's actually on the bottom of the uh, 16 drivers right now. He's 13 po- uh, driver positions or points out. So 49,
0: he's 49 behind. So that's that's a long way to go.
4: You know, Todd, why don't you just read that uh, text that you have?
3: What? I- I think what really triggered
5: this was their response last week when, when it kind of got brought up and he said, well, we're going faster and hitting at different angles. And, and was it was really wasn't a great response to the drivers. I think this was his answer to that.
3: Crazy stuff, isn't it? And it's uh, well, I'll tell you one thing: Uh, we're going to get stuff done now. uh, Now that uh, the pants have been duly placed around the ankles, and uh, NASCAR is uh, uh, already coming up with, we're not ignoring. We're getting this done. You know, Miller is the one, right? That that, uh, that's suddenly speaking. his his mind we're glad you tuned in this morning we're getting ready to sneak away to our first break and uh when we come back we're going to talk about some of the huge huge stories that came out this week This one stars Kyle Busch. We'll be right back. The Aaron's Art on Wheels Vintage
1: Weekend returns to Wisconsin's Road America and Elkhart Lake September 16th through the 18th. This vintage race draws more than 300 vintage and historic race cars across 11 groups to run over this three-day event. This year will also feature the women of motorsports. Make it an outdoor family weekend with camping on site. Children under 16 get in free with paying adult. Get your tickets now at RoadAmerica.com. Road America, America's national Parker Speed.
6: From racing engines to street engines, long blocks to turnkey packages, or complete custom engines. Just ask and Wagner Automotive can fill your needs. All backed by many years of racing experience. These years of experience have provided reliability and performance that customers need to win races. Wagner's has been building championship winning engines for top teams from NASCAR to short tracks in your backyard. This expertise has carried over to street engines they supply to top custom car builders. The Wagner Company in the heart of Wisconsin is outfitted with the state-of-the-art machinery necessary to design, manufacture, build, and test custom engines and their accessory parts. Dyno services are independently available for anyone needed to test their engine. Wagner's company can also provide you or your company with production CNC machining or welding services. All your questions and requests are handled personally by Casey Wagner. Just give us a call at 920 394 3557 or visit our website at wagnerautomotive.com
2: The season finale at the Fair Park in Plymouth is coming on Saturday, September 24th. The annual Sprintacular features a high-powered IRA 410 sprint cars, the Plymouth dirt track racing MSA 360s, the wingless sprints, and the lightning sprints. Four divisions of sprint cars in one action-packed night of racing. That is the September Sprintacular, Saturday, September 24th at the Fair Park in Plymouth. On track action at 5 o'clock. We'll see you there.
6: The summer heat is on, and PMF Landscape Supply in West Bend has everything you need with fresh mulch arriving daily, from premium hardwood mulch to hemlock and pine bark to mulch in red, gold, chocolate brown, and black colors. PMF also has a large variety of decorative stone and granite, as well as fieldstone, topsoil, and compost. For all your landscaping needs, visit PMF Landscape Supply, 5470 River Road in West Bend. Call 262-338-8800. Or visit pmflandscape.com. Friends of racing for many years, PMF Landscape Supply
1: in West Bend.
6: This is the herd. Attention
1: listeners. With Colin Cowherd. Oh, Sammy Watkins came out. yesterday. said I mean, Mahomes is you know he's fine, but Aaron <laughs> different level. But but most would take Mahomes. But let's let's slow down on the. Uh, he's not on Aaron's level. Come on. Come on, this sports are about January. That's what this is. This is The Herd. Weekdays 3 to 6 on the Big 920 and your
3: iHeartRadio app. I uh, have learned that Jordan Bianchi of The Athletic (laughs) is uh, a pretty good reporter and uh, has his nose to the grindstone, as it were, and we know uh, that uh, what he puts out is usually the case. And he has reported that Kyle Bush is going to Childress next year. Uh, now, there are all kinds of issues revolving around this, um, and w- many of which we're going to discuss right now. Um, part of it is exactly what car number is he going to be since... Richard Childress has exercised his option to keep Reddick in the 8 car next year. Is guess, there going to be a third car? He exercises his option to just
5: keep Reddick. I mean, it doesn't have to be specifically in the 8 car. He's just under contract for whatever. He could probably sit him a year if he had to. Oh, can you I'm guessing I could. That? Thinking it's probably either going to be a third car or maybe the eighth car, and someone's going to have to buy Reddick out of his contract to go somewhere like maybe the forty-five. Hurt, don't come back. We'll we'll see how that all works out. I mean, so I, you I think, don't think he would just cut him loose? I no, not the way they stole him from him. He's going to get something for him.
3: Interesting.
5: You know, and um, and. and you know, I know it'll never happen, but Kyle Busch in the three-car, oh, would that set the NASCAR world on fire? I would love oh, to see that.
3: Oh, now, I know, but <laughs> imagine that show, that would be just watching that all I'll explode. Wouldn't that be the best scenario for Childress? Replace his grandson with Kyle Busch and have Reddick stay in the eight-car for one year. That'd be a hell of a team for one year, wouldn't it?
4: Not going to happen.
3: No, it's not going to
4: happen. The blood
0: is thicker than water.
3: Uh, it is... Uh, pretty much expected that he's going to cut or somehow make sure reddick is gone at the end of this year but okay now let's just say that uh he
2: with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry
6: we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time (gasps)
1: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce
2: you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Cut some loose or let somebody buy out the contract, whichever. I don't know. I think he's just going to cut him loose myself, but Dan does not. That's fine.
4: No, uh, I don't think he will either because I know he is how he is with money. <laughs> There's no way they're just going to let that go.
5: Remember, that was that was a surprise when Reddick's announcement came up. That was on a Zoom call. Right? And he just popped up on, was it Hamlin's Zoom call, and said, hey, I'm yep. driving these guys in two
3: years. I mean, and pissed the- Childress <laughs> off really bad. So let him go for nothing is not going to happen, I don't think. All right, so, well. And who gets the last laugh, though, because Childress is going to end up having uh, Kyle Bush drive that car. But the real now we're going to talk about a couple of the things that uh, that are all part of this negotiation. Uh, one is what exactly happens to Reddick. If he does go over to the 2311 Toyota, <clears throat> what car is he going to drive? Are they going to have a third car? Because Kurt Busch... He supposedly is coming back. He has said he wants to come back and fulfill the third year of his contract. It's contracts, you know, now would they buy him out to buy out another contract and put a different driver in there, man? Oh man, that's a lot of buying out. I mean, and what does it cost to buy another one of them? Damn charters quite
5: a bit. I mean, I wonder if you wouldn't even be able to go run unchartered for a year and just, you know, do that and,
3: <clears> oh, man. The
5: price comes down. I mean, I, it's the charger prices are out of out of the park right now. Like twenty million dollars, people are saying, which is crazy.
2: It <laughs> we is. Find a twenty million dollars
5: sponsor. We couldn't find one to keep Kyle Busch where he's at. So and then, that yeah. was the
4: original plan,
5: right? And yeah, look at it now too. What was? Is there a sponsor? At Childress? Who knows? I guess Tuesday's supposed to be an announcement. We'll see. Kyle Busch says nothing's done yet. It's not a done deal that they jumped the gun. There was talk out there that Childress had notified sponsors on Friday that this is going down. Uh, and that's probably where your sources are coming from, or it's probably sources from inside Joe Gibbs that are losing him, saying, hey, you know, let's, let's jump the gun in their deal. And he ain't coming back here. He's going there. So we'll we'll see what all happens on that thing. But there's a lot going into it. Like you said, his truck team,
3: I mean, Toyota really relied on that for development. What happens to KBR? That's a huge part of this whole thing. That was Toyota's main pipeline into the higher divisions. Dan, you have a list of the drivers that came through uh, Kyle Busch Racing, don't you? There's guys that are in
5: cup or going to be in cup next year that all came through there. Eric Jones, Christopher Bell, William Byron, Daniel Suarez, Bubba Wallace, Todd Gilliland, Harrison Burton, Noah Gregson. Jeez. And that's amazing. amazing.
0: And now you have John Hunter Nemechek, and And if you you listen to some of the, the post-race stuff from Nemechek's win the other night in the Truck Series race, he sounds a lot like a guy that might be on the outside looking in going forward. Uh, he talked about how, you know, this could be, you know, the end of the road for his truck series deal and how they don't you know, there's no sign of what's gonna happen next year. And if you start connecting dots, you know and if Kyle Bush moves into a Chevrolet. Chevrolet's main team on the truck series is is is, is Gallagher's team over there, GMS. So, you know So they don't of,
3: need Kyle
0: Bush racing. Right, right, right. And Kyle Bush, you know, a lot of Kyle Busch didn't run that team by himself. That whole thing was a lot of that, a good portion of that funding came from Toyota. So if uh, that goes away, uh, Kyle Busch ain't going to fund a truck series team all by himself. That's just not going to happen.
5: Look at your sponsor, uh, JBL,
0: Safe Flight, Those are all Toyota vendors. Yep. I mean, your sponsorship came through Toyota. Right. Mm-hmm. So that leaves that whole thing wide open, and, and that Toyota pipeline is gone. So does that mean, you know, Thor, Stor- Thor Sport then becomes the, the main Toyota hub over there, which could change a lot. The whole thing, the whole thing, more than just what Kyle Busch is driving next year hinges on this. The whole framework of of the feeder series and the truck series, all this stuff, it's amazing how all these
3: dots connect, but they all do. Doesn't that blow you away that Toyota doesn't see the value in just stepping up and paying whatever it takes to keep Kyle Busch in that 18 car? I wonder what the number is because they stepped
5: yeah. to keep Eric Jones around. They ran that second car over at Furniture O for a year to keep him in the pipeline,
0: and that was no. all by Toyota. But side. you got Ty Gibbs waiting in the wings. There's a lot of people at Toyota that are probably excited to see what he can do. You know, sometimes
4: it's, just, it's time to move on. Yeah. Toyota's got short arms and deep pockets. Just yeah. the opposite of children. Children's <throat> got long arms and a lot of money in those pockets. I
5: really hope that they make this announcement, if they have the contract signing, that Kyle Bush looks at Richard and says, hold my watch before I sign this. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's crazy.
5: Stick with us. We'll be back. As a growing manufacturing company we needed security solutions. We chose Bonafide because of the services they offer, pricing, and trusted reputation. But it's their outstanding service and support that convinced us we made the right choice with Bonafide?
2: When businesses need security, they contact Bonafide Security Solutions. From locks and alarms to safes and surveillance, we do it all. We are Bonafide. We protect what you value. For your free security survey, call us today or visit bonafidesafe.com.
6: Did you make it out to Road America this summer? The Aaron's Art on Wheels Vintage Weekend wraps up the season at America's National Park of Speed, September 16th through the 18th. Make the most of your summer. Get tickets at roadamerica.com.
3: Miller's Sales and Service is the Midwest's number one Bravo trailer dealer for customer service and satisfaction. Serving the area since 1939, Miller's is located on the corner of Highway 57 and K in Random Lake. As the Midwest's number one Bravo trailer dealer, Miller's has all kinds of Bravo trailers from 8 feet to 48 feet in stock. They also have a selection of B&B utility and dump trailers, reliable and Chilton open aluminum and steel trailers. With over 50 pre-owned low mileage cars, trucks, and SUVs, Miller's has just the vehicle you are looking for. Miller's also carries a full line of Alumacraft boats and Manitou pontoon boats, complete with Evinrude outboards. Why not buy from racers who know what racers want and need? With Miller's Sales and Service on the corner of Highway 57 and K in Random Lake. Call Jerry, Tom, or brad miller today at 920-994-4358 that's miller's sales and service 920-994-4358
6: this is the herd attention listeners with colin cowherd
1: it's over for Jordan Love in the preseason. These are the numbers. Three touchdowns, four picks, 55% completion rate, and a 64-passer rating. Matt LaFleur once again. You know, I like what I saw. If there was a movie about Jordan Love, it would be titled, That Interception Was Not His Fault. Can you stop selling me on it? This is The Herd with Colin Cowherd. days, three wow. to six on the Big 920
3: and your iHeartRadio app. Welcome back. Last week with Eric Jones' uh, win becomes the 17th winner uh, of the season, and there are four cars now below the cut line. Uh, that would be the two-car, Austin Cedric, the three-car, Austin Dillon, the Austins, the 14-car. Man, oh, man, how did he? Uh, he had a lousy run there, and he's 10 points behind, and Kevin Harvick is 13 points behind the cut line right now. So, um Uh, Those are the four that got to make it up in the next two weeks. And by the time this program airs next week, they will have raced at Bristol. So at the end of this show, we're going to be given our uh, lousy predictions for two different races. And uh, that's the way that works. All right. So uh, we have, you know, talked a little bit about Kyle Busch's chances. Where is he? You know, if he ends up. At Childress, like it, like Jordan Bianchi has reported, uh, that means it looks as though the main pipeline to uh, to, to Toyota is disappearing, and it, and it looks as though ThorSport is going to be it. You know, are they going to get the kind of money that Kyle Busch got to to continue to turn out uh, future Cup drivers into the into the Cup series? Uh, man, that's that's an issue right in itself, isn't it? I don't think they need the money. They're pretty well-to-do. Okay. All right. Um, if he had gone over to 2311, that meant that everything would have stayed the same with his KBR racing and, and the, uh, the support he gets from Toyota. Uh, my question would be, why is it that Kyle Busch is not making that a reason to go over there? Does he not care about his KBR team? I don't know. Anything. Part of his comments had said that, that he wanted to be in something
5: for a long time, and he wanted to have some place for his kid to show up, too, and and part of that would be keeping that truck team going, you'd think, or at least that motorsports team. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. And that probably had to come in somewhere, and who knows? You know, maybe Chevy's going to step up. Maybe they realize and say, hey, look at all these guys that are in the Cup Series now that all came through the Toyota pipeline. I mean, they kept, what, three of those guys, and they lost four other ones, you know, that went to other manufacturers. Maybe that's the way to to bring some of these guys up. There's a lot of talent out there just looking for places to go, and it all depends on what, what Chevy's attitude is towards it.
3: Yeah, interesting. So there's a lot of things that still have to fall into place. Uh, Dan, you said Tuesday is the big announcement? That's what was reported. It's supposed to come Tuesday, so we'll see. All right. And who's doing the announcing? I don't know. Childress? I, I'm guessing. I mean,
5: I'd probably be out there, right?
3: Remember, there's
5: remember, an announcement
3: coming. <laughs> Watch. When,
5: when Matt went over to, to Gibbs from Roush, everybody knew that, too, and that, that and, and then you know, by the time it happened, Matt just popped behind the curtain was like, surprise, like everybody knew what was going on. Yeah,
3: I know, yeah. Well, this is just a little different, but Bianchi is the guy who figured it out or has enough, perhaps he's, he's friends with a sponsor that told him that's what's happening. You know, there's no way to know. Well, we'll find out Tuesday, big stuff. Um, it, it appears that that's where he's going. Now, as if that wasn't the only major story to break this week, NASCAR announces that North Wilkesboro is going to be the home of next year's all-star race. Oh, my God. They haven't raced there in, what, 25, 26 in, years? NASCAR since 1996. 96. Good God. Um, 96 years. P- part of the tax money that it has taken to upgrade that place and uh, they just had a, uh, a late model stock car race that filled it. What did it hold, Dan? 20,000? Uh, maybe a little over yep, 20,000 were there for that Tuesday night race
0: two weeks ago. Okay.
3: All right. 20,000 people. Now, uh, they will be able to add more seating by next year. Let's just say if they add 50% of the seating, I mean, that's a pretty decent crowd of 30,000 people at a little racetrack like that. Uh, first, what is the infrastructure like at North Wilkesboro? Isn't that part of the reason they left it behind? Uh, Zero. Not, yeah, there is no infrastructure. Mm, there's not much.
5: And we went there. It's always been like a, a like a two-lane road going in. And and I went there in '92, '93, '94, '95. So for four years, I went there. And yeah, it's it's there's not much around there. And this this kind of changes
0: the lane. whole path that they had planned for this place. If you remember earlier this summer, they talked about how that they were awarded this $18 million grant from the American Rescue Plan Fund or whatever. <laughs> and they had talked about having oh, the asphalt weekend, and then they were going to cover the thing with dirt in October, race dirt cars there, and then peel the dirt off along with the blacktop and repave the entire thing. Well, the first domino fell earlier this week when they canceled that entire dirt weekend. And you're thinking, well, that's kind of strange. And their reason was... They didn't know that they could put the dirt on right and clean it up properly and and get it all right, and you're kind of scratching your head, and, well, that's kind of interesting. And then, like, an hour later, they announced that they're holding this race. So the all-star race is going to be held on the surface that they were using just this past weekend or this past month for the late-model stock stuff, the old surface. So this place is not getting resurfaced now like the original plan was. So this $18 million that they have from the American Rescue Plan Fund can be used for other things, not repaving the track. That may help with the getting in and getting out, the the restroom facilities, the the seating, and all that type of stuff out there to make it better for the fans. Instead
4: of burning it all up on a blacktop to replace the place.
5: But I went, well, to- you
4: sure can't build an infrastructure for 18 million. Oh. I mean, you're not going to be building double-lane roads. No,
0: no, you're not going to be. No, you're not going to be doing that. But you know I, I mean you're not going to you're not going to have a massive this is not going to be like bristol you're not going to put 100,000 people in that place this is going to be you know a unique event a hard to get ticket which is what i think i think they're after you know if you put 30,000 people in there that's fine make it a tough ticket make it something that you want people to go to and if not everybody can get a ticket the first year and you want to hold it there again it'll keep it going the problem right now with a lot of these races is these places are so big it's it's not a hard-to-get thing. And, you know, when you make it hard-to-get, like a Packer game or something, people will, will do whatever it takes to try to get a ticket there, and it becomes an event that people want to go to. Yeah. The harder it is to get, the more people are going to want to go there. And, what and about the plumbing? Well, I mean, they have to... They have, there wasn't any. They're going to have to
5: do all that. It's been shuttered so long. I mean, yeah. it's a cool place to go to when the Cup Series ran there. We just... I mean, my buddy John and I were watching the Martinsville race one year. And we got out of college. we am like, hey, let's just go to Wilkesboro next week. So we drove down there on Thursday night, pulled in Friday watch qualifying. The school kids in town all got off of school to go watch qualifying. I thought, that's cool. <laughs> that doesn't happen Wow. Oh, a while. Wow. And then we went and uh, my dad one time. We sat in a Junior Johnson Grandstand, which was an old rickety grandstand in turn three. Uh, there there's nobody around us before the race started. Like, how can we be the only people in this section? Well, all the California Highway Patrol that did the uh, the traffic out on, they, they got paid by a ticket to the race, So we sat with the Highway Patrol and the Junior Johnson Grandstand and watched the race. I mean, it's it's kind of a neat place.
0: And it's not going to um, be just a one-day all-star race either. I was hearing an interview from Junior, who, who's been kind of behind the wheels on this, and it sounds like it's going to be a several-day event. So remember now, truck series and Xfinity schedules aren't out yet truck series and xfinity series were the companion events for the all-star race this past year at texas
2: with lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom
6: sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry
2: in that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time.
1: And if you love the Filet-O-Fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Maybe they'll be there also.
4: And the unique Junior- part about that racetrack, it's not just the oval, it's it's uphill and downhill
3: big time. Yeah, yeah it's like an 11-foot drop. Uh, just so you remember, Junior Johnson, the uh, Hall of Famer, His chicken farm in Ronda, North Carolina is about three miles from the track. I know because I was there. We'll be back.
1: The Aaron's Art on Wheels Vintage Weekend returns to Wisconsin's Road America and Elkhart Lake September 16th through the 18th. This vintage race draws more than 300 vintage and historic race cars across 11 groups to run over this three-day event. This year will also feature the women of motorsports. Make it an outdoor family weekend with camping on site. Children under 16 get in free with paying adult. Get your tickets now at RoadAmerica.com. Road America, America's National Park of Speed.
0: As a growing manufacturing company, we needed security
5: solutions. We chose Bonafide because of the services they offer, pricing, and trusted reputation. But it's their outstanding service and support that convinced us we made the right choice with Bonafide.
2: When businesses need security, they contact Bonafide Security Solutions. From locks and alarms to safes and surveillance, we do it all. We are Bonafide. We protect what you value. For your free security survey, call us today or visit bonafidesafe.com. The season finale at the Fair Park in Plymouth is coming on Saturday, September 24th. The annual Sprintacular features a high-powered IRA 410 Sprint Cars, the Plymouth Dirt Track Racing MSA 360s, the Wingless Sprints, and the Lightning Sprints. Four divisions of Sprint Cars in one action-packed night of racing. That is the September Sprintacular, Saturday, September 24th at the Fair Park in Plymouth. On track action at 5 o'clock. We'll see you there fly your team flag
1: down he goes another sack
2: cue up jump around
1: and rep your cardinal and white bucky gear he's gone all the way it's badger football touchdown wisconsin let's go six more on the board for the wisconsin badgers join us saturday wisconsin takes on the new mexico state aggies coverage starts at ten thirty on milwaukee's home for the badgers the
3: big 920 and your iHeartRadio radio app Oh, nice. Little Kansas music for you, for Kansas today. It's about, I don't know, two, three miles from the state line. Kansas City sits on the Kansas-Missouri state line and kind of goes right through the town. And this just happens to be on the Kansas side. So it's pretty neat. It's uh, it's a major major market. Are the... are the Chiefs, I wonder if the Chiefs are playing a home game today, which would be a direct competition, or are they on the road? Hmm. I don't know the answer to the question I just asked. Shame on you. Stages today are at lap 80 and lap 165. Boy, that never was so important as uh, yesterday in the Xfinity series. Um, They really had a hard time making it to the end of the second stage, which is what apparently NASCAR has now said you have to get to if it's going to be delayed by rain. And Noah Gregson ended up winning the Xfinity race after uh, the second stage was uh, after the second stage, it got rained out completely. Uh, Chiefs are in Arizona today. Thank you, Brian, for that one. And uh, so that that's a probably somehow fell into the scheduling for NASCAR. You would probably don't want them to be in the same place at the same time. Although I can tell you. That uh, I know for a fact that the uh, Cardinals play in uh, Phoenix same weekend as the Phoenix race on occasion. So uh, That's okay, just, though,
0: because the fall Phoenix race is a sellout anyway, so I guess it doesn't matter, right? It
3: doesn't matter, right? There you go. That's the way that works. So, uh, <clears throat> uh, and as Brian mentioned earlier, John Hunter Niemicek won in the uh, truck series yesterday. Uh, Ty Majeski was eighth. Ed, he was—I was, I, I was kind of in and out on the truck race yesterday. He was—I uh, don't know—either leading or second when I when I turned it off. I came back and he was—he ba- was back in the field. What happened?
4: It seemed to be the ongoing problem between him and Joe Shearer Junior. It's just they're not on the same page, or you know, they're making bad adjustments. I mean, it, the truck was as always awesome for the first segment. Huh. Then after the first pit stop, Joe makes some changes. And Ty comes over and says, no, you went the wrong way or it doesn't handle it as well. Mm. you know." And then by the end of the race, they had it so screwed up, he just couldn't drive it.
3: Mm. And that's a damn shame right there. Uh, Derek Krause, uh, boy, he's really having issues lately. Ended up 21st. Uh, in the Truck Series race yesterday, so um, uh, there was all at Kansas Speedway. It's one of those uh, cookie cutter mile and a half. Even though they call them cookie cutters, they all seem to have their own nuances that make them uh, unique. Uh, and uh, it's a it's a nice layout for the fans. It's a perfect size racetrack, and that's why there were so many of those uh, cookie cutter tracks built all over roughly at the same time. But um, uh, the issue would be, uh, now all of a sudden, oh, no, no, we've got too many of those mile-and-a-half tracks. I don't think we do. I think it's a beautiful way to go. Nine out of the top ten qualifiers are all uh, playoff drivers today. What a coincidence. So, And I don't even know if you knew this, Ed, but today... They are using a different tire than they did in the May race at Kansas. And this is the same tire they're going to run at Texas and Las Vegas this year, too. But uh, it's different. I mean, is this maybe the result of a tire test that they came away and said, we need a different tire? Well, that could have
4: been a discussion about construction sidewall, different constructions for these tires to be more effective for the only chassis adjustment they have anymore is the tire itself on air pressure. And air pressure, for if you have the stiffer sidewall, the more sensitive it is to a t- to pressure change. I mean, one pound of air pressure in these radial tires is equivalent to like 150 pounds of spring rate. Now, that's a ton. Wow.
2: That it's it kind of like, like Ty,
4: the last pit stop, you know, Joe comes on and says, well, all they did is change four tires. Well yeah, what was the tire pressures? The race before that, he he told Ty, Well, scrub the tires hard because I started at low pressure. You don't you can't do that. You can't start these with ten laps to go and start with low air pressure and allow the
3: I don't know. All right. <laughs> Crazy stuff. I'll quit. All right. Hey, by the way, uh, we mentioned that Kevin Harvick uh, got on TV and was uh, calling out NASCAR about uh, certain issues. And uh, uh, this, uh, if you missed right at the beginning when we talked about this, this is a way for uh, for the drivers to have a better voice. And Kevin Harvick is totally unafraid and uh, is... It seems to me uh, a perfect spokesman. Isn't that funny? He's the guy that took over for Dale Earnhardt back in the day when Earnhardt passed away, and now he's he's pretty much taken on the same role as as Earnhardt did, where he's unafraid to say what's what's really uh, really happening. The difference is Dale Earnhardt. Was friends with Bill France Jr. and I don't really, I don't have any reason to think that Kevin Harvick has any kind of relationship at all with any of the upper brass in uh, in NASCAR. Do you guys think so? Think any? No,
4: I know not. I, you know, back in the day with Dale Earnhardt, I was very close with Dale, and I know how tight he was with because I've been, I've been sitting in on some of the meetings between him and Bill France Jr. And Bill France Jr. would say to him, Well, what do you think? So, you know, it's just nobody had that kind of a, you know, in with France like he did.
3: Right. And uh, had his ear and talk. Well, they were friends. And uh, having that kind of a relationship to start with and then uh, knowing that you can go there and say things that need to be heard uh, was pretty important. Anybody
5: at the top level was friends with any driver? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, I don't think there's anybody at that on that level that you know, has, has got an idea what goes on on the racer side of it. I mean, I think they know the business side, they know the fan side okay, but I'm
0: not sure anybody there really understands the ins and outs.
4: There's no, no technology thing. people over there. Were,
0: were any of them racers, Dan? I don't even know if there's anybody that raced that's, other than Ben Kennedy,
4: right? That's well, I mean. there used to be some in the, in the uh, engineering department that were ex-racers, but they're all gone now. And right, you know, exactly.
3: Part Basically, of the major disconnect that we are seeing right now, Dan. What they were saying real quick
5: was what the fires were started for is, is when they had the problem with the <clears throat> heat coming in by the driver's feet to cool that, they had openings in the front of the car and the grill, every car's got to have that opening, it's got to be a certain size, and they're required to run fans that blow air directly into that and now on these tracks that eat the tires up the rubber gets in there it builds up it gets on the headers it starts on fire when that happens the fans it kind of fuel the fire and that's why the cars are catching on fire that's kind of what came out this week um through twitter there's a, a, a thread on twitter that really shows what happens on these cars and how it occurs so it, it's mm. they know the problem we just got to you know put our heads together and fix it
4: mm. well in the front this uh, this new design was so that you could change the front clip and rear clip without much problem. Well, it doesn't do good because the front and rear clips are so strong and so stiff that anything that you hit, that energy comes right up to the driver. You don't see anything collapsing in the
3: front of these cars when a crash. New cars, there's some good to them. There's some parts that are still a part of the uh, ongoing process that uh, Kevin Harvick was so wonderful to point out to NASCAR. We'll be back Miller's Sales and Service is the Midwest's number one Bravo trailer dealer for customer service and satisfaction. Serving the area since 1939, Miller's is located on the corner of Highway 57 and K in Random Lake. As the Midwest's number one Bravo trailer dealer, Miller's has all kinds of Bravo trailers from 8 feet to 48 feet in stock. They also have a selection of B&B utility and dump trailers, reliable and Chilton open aluminum and steel trailers. With over 50 pre-owned low mileage cars, trucks and SUVs, Miller's has just the vehicle you are looking for. Miller's also carries a full line of Alumacraft boats and Manitou pontoon boats complete with Evinrude outboards. Why not buy from racers who know what racers want and need with Miller's Sales and Service on the corner of Highway 57 and K in Random Lake. Call Jerry, Tom or Brad Miller today at 920-994-4358 That's Miller's Sales and Service 920-994-4358
1: the Aaron's Art on Wheels Vintage Weekend returns to Wisconsin's Road America and Elkhart Lake September 16th through the 18th. This vintage race draws more than 300 vintage and historic race cars across 11 groups to run over this three-day event. This year, will also feature the women of motorsports. Make it an outdoor family weekend with camping on site. Children under 16 get in free with paying adult. Get your tickets now at roadamerica.com. Road America, America's national park of speed.
6: The summer heat is on and PMF Landscape Supply in West Bend has everything you need with fresh mulch arriving daily. From premium hardwood mulch to hemlock and pine bark to mulch in red, gold, chocolate brown, and black colors. PMF also has a large variety of decorative stone and granite, as well as field stone, topsoil, and compost. For all your landscaping needs, visit PMF Landscape Supply, 5470 River Road in West Bend. Call 262-338-8800. Or visit pmflandscape.com. Friends of racing for many years. PMF Landscape Supply in West Bend.
1: The NASCAR Cup Series. As the field now comes down to the line, the green flag is in the air. Playoffs continue in the heartland. Denny Hamlet's in the fence. Oh, and the field is coming apart. Everybody is involved. Who will secure their spot in the round of 12? last ditch effort from Austin Singer. It's the Hollywood Casino 400, presented by Barstool Sportsbook. Join us Sunday afternoon at 1 on Milwaukee's home for NASCAR, the Big 920.
2: And now the LTN Hour presents Dirt on the Dirt with Brian
6: Schmidt.
0: This was the big special event week in dirt track racing across the country, many of the major touring series now. The weekly stuff is over, and they're on to their big special events. We'll start Wednesday night out in Rossburg, Ohio. The 28th annual Dirt Late Mile Dream, which got rained out in June. They got 17 laps completed in that event back in June. It rained. They held it over till this Wednesday, so they paid out the remaining $128,000 to win event. They ran, I think it was like 83 laps to go in that event. And Brandon Overton, for the third time in a row, picked up the big money there. Chris Madden finished second. Tim McCready was third. For the rest of the guys that showed up for the World 100, they had three $5,000-to-win non-qualifier events for the guys that were not in that dream. Ryan Gustin, Mike Marler, and Dalton Wilson were the winners of those. Thursday night, they started the 52nd annual World 100 qualifying and heat races for the, I think there was 112 cars there. Uh, twin 12000 to win feature events, Jonathan Davenport and Hudson O'Neill were the preliminary winners on Thursday night. Also out in Port Royal, Pennsylvania, the All-Star Circuit of Champions had night number one of the Tuscarana 50 for them. Anthony Mackery picked up the win there. Also out in Chico, California, the Silver Dollar Raceway for the World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series, the 16th, 68th Annual Gold Cup Race of Champions, night number one, Kyle Larson picked up the win out there. Friday night in Sycamore, Illinois, the Dirt Kings Late Model Tour ran their event there. Troy Springborn was your winner. The IRA Wingless Sprints were also there. Clayton Rossman was your winner. Night number two for the 52nd annual World 100, they had another twin $12,000 to win events. Bobby Pierce, well, Ricky Weiss won the first one, but was DQ'd after tech inspection, giving the win to Bobby Pierce, and then Dale McDowell picked up the other preliminary feature win. Night number two at Port Royal for the All-Star Circuit of Champions, Lance DeWeese was your winner. Night number two out in Chico, California for the World of all Sprint Cars, Carson Macedo was your winner there. Last night at Wilmont, the Dirt Kings were there for the Jimmy Wildman Watson Classic, and Nick Anvilink was your winner. Dan, you were attending that race. How, how was that race out there?
5: Yeah, pretty decent race. Taylor Scheffler led uh, early on. Anvilink kind of caught him in traffic, got the lead. Justin Richie moved up there, got the second, and then uh, they got tangled to the lap car, Ritchie and Richie and Scheffler wrecked pretty bad in uh, turn three. Everybody's okay, but a pretty hard wreck. Um, after that, it was pretty much Anvilink's race. Brad Miller was second, he kept him honest, but finished second, and Ron Burnham was
0: third. Nick Amelink has been a tear on that tour. I believe that was his 22nd career feature win with the Dirt Kings. It's pretty amazing, considering that series hasn't been around that long. Uh, the IRA wingless sprints went to Brian Marshall, and the modified was Mike Simons. Out in Richmond, Wisconsin, the Cedar Lake Speedway, the IRA 410 sprints were there. Aaron Reichel was... What is going on? Ed... Aaron Reitzel so was your winner and in the 360s was Justin Henderson up at Superior, the Gondik Law Speedway for the Northern Nationals, the Wissota Late Model feature winner was Daryl Nelson, the Modifieds was Joey Belfullio out in Grand Forks, North Dakota, the River Cedar Speedway for the 16th annual John Seitz Memorial $9,200 a win for the Wissota Late Models Don Shaw, the Aegis Wonder picked up the win there over AJ Demo. he finished second. Boone, Iowa the IMCA Super Nationals, they ran all week lots of preliminary races lots of stuff going on there There were 253 modifieds that showed up, and Tom Barry Jr. picked up the win. Jared Seifert from up in Green Bay finished sixth in the main event there, and the IMSA stock cars, Dallin Murdy picked up the win of the 243 cars there. I believe Jeff Steenbergen made the feature. I think he might have been just outside the top ten. But uh, big week of racing out there. Lots and lots of cars. Rossburg, Ohio, the Eldora Speedway. The 52nd annual World 100 ran last night. 55,000 to win. Now, this is their crown jewel event. It may not pay the most, but it's the most prestigious race of them all as far yeah. as the, the, the prestige behind it. And Jonathan Davenport picked up his fifth World 100 title in seven years. Now, that race has been going on for 52 years. Billy Moyer has the most. He's won six World 100s. Jonathan Davenport has won five in seven years. So I think it's safe to say... Jonathan Davenport's not that old. He may pass. Billy Moyer on that as time goes on here. Chico, California, the final night of the Gold Cup race of champions. $25,000 to win. Jacob Allen picked up the win there. That's a, probably his biggest win of his career for him. And finally, the big money race of the weekend was in Port Royal, Pennsylvania. The Tuscarora 50, $60,000 to win for the All-Star Circuit of Champions sprint cars. Anthony Macri started 19th and drove to the lead with 10 laps to go and picked up the win Bill Baylog started up front and ended up finishing 10th but a cool 60 grand for anthony anthony mackery out there last night and if you saw any highlights of it there was a scary wreck involving uh, dylan cisney uh with a fire involved and you want to see racers helping racers it was a red flag his car was on fire it was an alcohol fire two guys that stopped right next to him unbuckled got out of the car went over there grabbed him out of the car and when you have an alcohol fire you don't always see where the flames are and you see him patting him and beating him down they it probably saved him from having some serious injury, uh, injuries there. So uh, Logan Wagner and Danny Dietrich, hats off to you guys. That was great to see. Uh, catch the video of that. That's that's cool, cool stuff there, seeing racers help other racers.
3: And in the world of <clears throat> asphalt racing, <clears throat> let's see. Let's start Friday at Golden Sand Speedway with the Super Late Models. Justin Mondyke won the race, and the championship went to Wyatt Brooks at Golden Sands. Last night, uh, they started early because they could see the rain was coming at Jefferson Speedway. Jason Erickson won the feature, and Dale Nottestad won yet another championship. Congratulations to both of those guys. At Rockford, in the NASCAR late models, Matt Berger won the championship. And how about a guy that wasn't born yesterday, Jake Guiley. Wins the championship at Rock. Uh, the Cars Tour ran at Tri County Motor Speedway in Granite Falls, North Carolina. Uh, Jake Garcia, in one of the worst, nastiest, absolute crappy moves I've ever seen in my life, uh, just took. Who was the leader at that point? Was it Sawalich? Dan? Yeah, William Sawalich. Yeah, he pulled those them pretty good out of four. Unbelievable. Uh, Jake Garcia wins with a with an asterisk. Uh, Luke Fenhouse was there and finished second after uh, Garcia gave that uh, dirty rotten no good move and uh, won it that way. Last week at Slinger Speedway, O M G, crazy night! First of all, in the Legends Series, uh, the, which is the only feature I think that we got done. Dan, wasn't it just one feature? Uh, uh, Jake, the Vandaleros ran too. Bandolera's rental. Right Jake Trado won the feature in the legends, and it turns out that Jake Trado uh, is the son. Of John Trado and his wife Shannon Lampman Trado, which means Dennis and Debbie Lampman's grandson won the feature at Slinger Speedway last week in his legend car. Uh, a nicer kid you're never going to find. He really wants to race, and he's really got some talent, and uh, and won the race last week. Then of course we got to this the uh, late model, the pro late model feature. Uh, uh, let's see, we're six laps in. And uh a the number two car spun in turn two, which you know, we have a lot, we have a big problem with guys that like to spin in that series. There's a handful of really good racers, and there's a handful of really not good racers, and guys that are trying to learn to race, and instead of learning in a lower division, are jumping into late models, which is a very difficult car to drive with the eight-inch groove tires that make for terrible traction and you it's hard to hold on to your car, so we got you know one of so this car spins in turn two, as uh, a group that's that has uh, Zach Prunty uh, leading it as they come across the stripe, uh, they throw the caution. Zach slows for the caution. The car right behind Zach Barons slowed down, slams on his brakes, which you have to do because the car's stopping in front of him. Uh, then the 55 of Tyler Schley right behind uh, the 99 turned right, and Ryan Gutneck was there, launched over the 55 car, went into the catch fence, took down three poles in front of us that, that, that had a wire connecting the whole front stretch poles, and pulled down two more poles. Polls way over in turn four and ran into the flag stand. Now, our regular flagman, Tim Schinker, is out with an injury. He hurt himself. So we have a, a backup flagman, Scotty Haeft was up there. Uh, he was being assisted by 13 year old Eddie Dabrowski, who was our junior flagman, stands behind him practicing with his flags, had him up in the flag stand with him. Uh, Eddie Dabrowski was not hurt, um, but unfortunately, Scott Haift, Uh I was watching him. I was looking right at him when this happened. Uh, he went down onto one knee, and uh, Scott did, and then after a few seconds, it was a long, slow downward as he went onto his left shoulder. And the poor uh, the assistant flagman, Eddie Dabrowski, is up waving his arms and pointing that we got an injury up here. It was crazy stuff for us. Uh, as they were trying to fix everything, they knocked out the scoring loop. And if we had gone back, we would have had a gone a manual scoring anyway. It took so long to fix the, the poles on the front stretch that uh, we were able to get in the, the hall of fame cer- um excuse me, the wall of fame ceremony which was pretty cool. We got the fireworks in but it was considered a complete night of racing we were up against the uh, um, uh, what do you call it uh, uh, curfew and uh, we had to call the rest of the night off so uh, no championship for the, late, uh, for the super late models, they never got to the super lates we'll talk more about it when we come back
6: racing engines to street engines, long blocks to turnkey packages, or complete custom engines. Just ask and Wagner Automotive can fill your needs, all backed by many years of racing experience. These years of experience have provided reliability and performance that customers need to win races. Wagner's has been building championship winning engines for top teams from NASCAR to short tracks in your backyard. This expertise has carried over to street engines they supply to top custom car builders. The Wagner Company in the heart of Wisconsin is outfitted with the -the state-of-the-art machinery necessary to design, manufacture, build, and test custom engines and their accessory parts. Dyno services are independently available for anyone needed to test their engine. Wagner's company can also provide you or your company with production CNC machining or welding services. All your questions and requests are handled personally by Casey Wagner. Just give us a call at 920-394-3557 or visit our website at wagnerautomotive.com com.
1: The Aaron's Art on Wheels Vintage Weekend returns to Wisconsin's Road America and Elkhart Lake September 16th through the 18th. This vintage race draws more than 300 vintage and historic race cars across 11 groups to run over this three-day event. This year will also feature the women of motorsports. Make it an outdoor family weekend with camping on site. Children under 16 get in free with paying adult. Get your tickets now at RoadAmerica.com. Road America, America's National Park of Speed.
2: The season finale at the Fair Park in Plymouth is coming on Saturday, September 24th. The annual Sprintacular features a high-powered IRA 410 sprint cars, the Plymouth Dirt Track Racing MSA 360s, the Wingless Sprints, and the Lightning Sprints. Four divisions of sprint cars in one action-packed night of racing. That is the September Sprintacular, Saturday, September 24th at the Fair Park in Plymouth. On track action at 5 o'clock. We'll see you there week on NASCAR Live, we chatted with Alex Bowman. Out of everywhere that they repaved, that's the only place that aged well and that's
5: gotten super racy. So it's pretty cool. You can run from the outside wall all the way to the apron. Uh, there's grooves all over the place. And the rougher it gets, the more fun it is. So I, I enjoy going there. We've been close to winning there before, and hopefully we can pull it off.
6: There's much more waiting for you each week on NASCAR Live.
1: Every Tuesday night at 6 on the Big 920
3: and your iHeartRadio app. So since Slinger Speedway uh, finished before we could get the late model or super late model features in, they were postponed until today. Well, today's races, because of the impending, if it hasn't started raining yet there, uh, weather, it's going to. It is raining. Okay. Uh, So... Um, they were going to be head-to-head with the Packers opener today either way. So that has all been postponed to next Sunday at Slinger Speedway, where the Packers don't play until Sunday night. It's a seven-twenty start. So 2 o'clock next Sunday, Get this now, there is free admission to Slinger Speedway for the Pro Late Model Championships, for the Super Late Model Championships, and for all other divisions, championships are going to be next week, and it's free admission at Slinger Speedway. And uh, just absolutely crazy times. Now, yeah, uh, right here shot, in but- Give a shout-out
5: yeah. to, to Todd Thielen for doing that. I mean, it, it was a mess last week, and there were a lot of miscommunication going on. People didn't know if their tickets were good or not, and it technically was a complete show. They could have called that a complete show with the amount of events they got in, but, he, you know, stepping up and making free admission is pretty cool. I mean, it, it, it's you listen to your fans, and you show you care about them, and that's a, it's a good uh, gesture.
3: Absolutely. And and right here at Dell's Raceway Park, by the way, got rained out last night and it was supposed to be the track championships here, too. So that has been postponed until part of the Dell's Raceway Park Midwest Championship showdown. It's three straight nights of racing. And if it rains that weekend, I swear to God. We're going to have to call Jerry. I'll be in from the the ledge. September 23rd, 24th, and 25th, a huge weekend of racing here at the track. There's going to be double features in most divisions, and uh, it's going to be a big weekend for them here. So they're trying to get that in to make up. There's been so many rainouts, not just here it's been all over the place and it's been crazy uh boy oh boy uh, brian it's been nuts with dirt or, uh, oh my god i've been talking and we didn't make our picks ah, 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 quickly for today i'm gonna take uh uh the 24 car to win i'm uh, taking a five five okay dan 18 right before the big announcement
5: and
4: is accepting contributions next week to help pay for the first if you'd like to.
3: Brian, today?
4: 22 this week, 5 next
3: week. Okay, all right. Hey, thanks for tuning in. And remember, real race cars have doors, even if they do climb in through the windows. Let's Talk NASCARs. produced and directed by Dangerous Dan Margetta, our in-house engineer, website coordinator, and king of the knobs is Matt Hangover. Losey for all of us. Thanks. We love you guys. <laughs> See you next week.
2: This program has come to you live from multiple locations via Skype. Any and all comments expressed on this show do not necessarily express the opinions of this station, its employees, or advertisers. Your comments are always welcome at mail at ltnradionetwork.com. Find us at facebook.com slash ltnradionetwork. And thank you for your support since 1985. Tune in again next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Central Time for the LTN Hour on the LTN Radio Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.